Well, one of the things you're trying to think about is, mm. you know, I think we got to be a little bit careful about thinking about differentiation as just finding different things for different kids right. to do. W again, if we're purposeful and intentional, we're really trying to find the right different thing for different kids. Right. And part of our real challenge is we know that these kids uh, are coming in and there may be a gap between the kids in our classroom. So for some of our kids that are striving, they really need to have a growth pattern that's a bit more accelerated. Mm -hmm. So one dimension of differentiation that we've been trying to look at is this idea of accelerating the growth, getting more bang for our buck so that kids can not just make progress in an academic year, but actually move closer to those levels of proficiency that have been identified for them. So that idea of acceleration, I think, is one thing that becomes more uh, doable if we're much more intentional and purposeful about our decision-making and what we're doing with different kids. Yeah, um, I agree. And it seems to me that that suggests that um, some kids are going to be engaging with uh, texts that might be more difficult than other texts because of the content or because of um, uh, the terms that are used in the book or whatever. But I think one of the things that still draws all of those learners together is the idea that they're always half full. They always have something to bring to the task at hand. And the teacher understanding that is what helps the teacher decide, okay, well, these kids might need uh, this text and, to, and read it this way, and these kids might need this collection of texts, and they need to be reading them this way, that kind of thing. Well, if you start thinking about it, I mean, um, if we're going to accelerate growth, you know, we know that kids are basically going to have sort of three key experiences. They'll be sort of working with each other in a large group setting, usually some kind of shared experience. <clears throat> then a teacher might try to uh, really target instruction in smaller groups, and then that child will also have to operate independently away from the teacher as well. So what we want to think about in terms of accelerating growth is, you know, to make sure that when we're doing large group instruction that that child that needs our help the most is being supported in those large group settings in Absolutely. such a way that they can make the growth they need. We don't want to write off that opportunity as an opportunity not to accelerate growth. Well, that's true. No, I, I would agree with that. The other thing I think we need to keep in mind is that ultimately we want the child to be able to function independently away from school. Right. So we're doing all this so that a child uh, can have what Maury Clay used to call a self-extending system. So the child has these um, strategies within him or herself so that when they're reading on their own, they can call them up. So. I think sometimes we lose sight of that, with that yeah. we're so focused on the school day that we're sometimes lose sight of the fact that really what it's about is helping the child become in control of those, all of these reading strategies. And I think if you're not intentional about thinking beyond the school day, that comes back to haunt you. Because if you think about it, if you kept those two kids engaged for the same amount of literacy instruction and practice while they were with you, but one of those kids goes home and for whatever reason picks up a book and gets 20 minutes of additional practice and the other kid does not, they now will come back into your classroom looking more different at the end of when they left you. So again, you've got to be sort of intentional about thinking beyond the school walls. Uh, otherwise, gaps will continue to kind of be there and then your, your instruction will have to carry the burden for the way those kids look when they come back because we weren't intentional about thinking about that issue. Yeah. And 20 minutes yeah. a day may not seem like a lot, 
But if a oh, kid's yeah. coming to school every single day for 180 days, that's uh, 3,600 minutes of practice or 60 additional hours. And that's why the gaps can start to emerge in a way that's going to really make the issue of differentiation even harder in the classroom setting. Absolutely. You know, uh, I remember one year in one of the schools that I was working in, what we did to try to um, get around that issue, if you understand what's going on, if you have thought what's going on outside of the school day and you know that a child isn't getting that extra support, um, what we did was set up more or less surrogate parents within the school. So before the child left that day, he, uh, uh, the child met with the surrogate parent, and I use that term very loosely, we used fifth graders and sixth graders, and the child read for an additional 20 minutes. So that child did get some extra practice that we knew that the other kids were going to be more likely to get. But that's one way of really being very intentional right. about making sure it happens. It's using what you know. I right. mean, rather, you, we, you know, we could, we could have sat there and just wrung our hands, oh my goodness, you know, they're not getting this. And, okay, so we know that, so what can we do about it? No, and that's you what know. I think you have to do is sure. have that conversation in a way that's meaningful. Mm -hmm. You know, this is our issue, so how do we deal with it? Given all the constraints we may be operating under, right. what, what kind of a solution can we come up with? Right.